0: There's a, a story about a meditation teacher by the name of Deepama, who is a Bengali woman who had very, very high stages of realization. She was a teacher of Sharon Salzberg and Joseph and um, many of the other uh, senior teachers in our tradition. There's a story about uh, um, one of her students who later became a Psychologist um, who's tra- traveled down to New York from Massachusetts. And uh, every time he went down to New York, um, his car would get broken into, his radio would get stolen. <laughs> and um, so, you know, on one of these one of these trips, like the third or fourth time this had happened, he's he comes back to Massachusetts and he's explaining to Deepama how frustrated he was and, you know, that, again, his car was broken into and his radio was stolen. And uh, as the story goes, apparently she she closes her eyes and starts chanting, quietly, just chanting, chanting. And um, he realized that she was she was chanting loving-kindness and compassion, phrases for the thief. And he asked her, you know, what, what are you doing? What? And, and she said, you know, did you ever stop to think for a minute what his life is like? So this is the, this is the shift in perspective that comes with compassion practice. That uh, we, we, instead of seeing things from a self centered point of view of just what I want, the way I like things to be, and my own needs and preferences, we start to, to widen our viewpoint to become aware of the vulnerability and the challenge and the suffering in others' lives. And to, to see underneath the actions of others to. Um, To the shared humanity. This This is a quote from Henry Longfellow. He wrote If we could read the secret history of our enemies, we should find in each person's life sorrow and suffering enough to disarm all hostility. so again that that sense of the heart being able to see in a different way and to relate to the events of our life and to one another from a different perspective there's this beautiful statue i don 't know if you've noticed just before coming into the room uh, that's a representation of um, one of the Bodhisattvas in the Mahayana tradition. Uh, Called Avalokitesvara in uh, the Sanskrit, or Kuan Yin in uh, in Chinese, and the Bodhisattva uh, Kuan Yin is the said to be the embodiment and the representation of compassion, very similar to uh, to Mary, Mother Mary, in the Christian tradition, and um, sometimes. Uh, often in, in later Buddhist history represented as a woman, in, in the earlier Buddhist history represented as a man, sometimes represented without a gender, sort of transgender. Um, but the one of the most common representations is of Avalokitesvara, Kuan Yin, with a, a thousand arms. And um, in the palm of each hand is... Um, sometimes an eye to see the suffering of the world, or sometimes an ear to hear the suffering of the world. And it's said that Kuan Yin is the one who hears the cries of the world. And the, the, the arms, the thousand arms, are, are the, the hands of compassion to respond, to actually act and help To alleviate the pain and the suffering. And so there's a, a beautiful teaching that, you know, if you open your own hands and just look down at your hands, I invite you to do that right now. That these are the hands of Avalokitesvara, the thousand arms are our arms that that energy of compassion is within each of us and that it's, it's when that energy animates us, we become the vehicle for that compassion to hear the cries and the suffering of the world and to respond to help to meet that pain and suffering. This is, uh, this is from Thich Nhat Hanh. <coughs> He said, do not avoid contact with suffering or close your eyes before suffering. Do not lose awareness of the existence of suffering in the life of the world. Find ways to be with those who are suffering by all means, including personal contact, and visits, images, and sound. By such means, awaken yourself and others to the reality of suffering in the world. So he's talking about this practice of compassion, of not turning away, but actually turning towards the suffering. With this fundamental commitment to balance, that this is the prerequisite for compassion, and inherent in compassion is the capacity for balance in our heart, that we're neither falling into it nor pulling away from it. <coughs> so let's do uh, let's do one more uh, guided practice with compassion, and uh, and then we'll then we'll shift shift gears. So taking some time to steady your attention. Feeling the sensations of the body sitting. And really rooting your awareness in the sense of balance. inner support and groundedness of your meditation posture. feeling the weight of the body, the contact with the earth. The upright support and structure of the spine. gentle rhythm of the breath. Centering your attention on the experience of breathing in and breathing out. in your own time, tuning into the heart, becoming aware of the space of listening, this receptive, resonant capacity of the heart to feel, to receive impressions, to be affected, and to respond. Seeing if you can just sense that vitality, the potential in the heart to know and feel Tremble with calling to mind this energy of compassion. To be with pain and suffering in a balanced and caring way. You might recollect an incident, a time that you were moved to compassion naturally as a way of calling up this quality. pleasant, grounded, available, and tender. keeping your attention connected with the heart there in the center of the chest, bringing to mind someone for whom you would like to cultivate compassion, knowing that this could be yourself. person in your mind's eye, getting a sense of what it's like to be with them or just connecting with yourself. And turning towards the suffering, like Avalokiteshvara or Kuan Yin, being open, available to the difficulty, to the pain or the sorrow that may be present. Allowing it to move the heart to compassion. I'm here. I'm here with you in this. turning towards the suffering and making a conscious decision not to get pulled into the story. Grounding your attention instead in the heart and in your body. as you contact the pain or suffering there in yourself or another, where do you feel it? How do you sense or experience it? Is it an ache? Maybe it feels hard or tight in your chest or throat. Maybe twisting in your stomach, sharp or heavy. See if you can bring your awareness right there to that place where you feel and sense the resonance, that empathic quivering with the pain. Without needing to go into the center of it or become consumed by it, feeling or sensing it in your body and seeing if you can start to soften your awareness of that pain, softening around the edges of it. and you allow it to be as simple and uncomplicated as possible. Just contacting the suffering. Softening the heart and bringing in this energy of care and tenderness. You don't have to fix it. Figure it out or diagnose it. You don't have to make it go away. Just being aware, bringing a caring, loving awareness to it. If it's helpful, you can begin to use one or two simple phrases this suffering ease. May it be surrounded by care and tenderness. Notice any resistance, any recoiling or turning away, any rejecting or falling in, becoming consumed. Whatever the heart's response, see if you can Feel and know that to hold it and see it exactly as it is. Even bringing compassion there. And you find that delicate place of balance, of meeting the suffering with tenderness, without falling in or pulling away. If there's pain or heartache, see if you can breathe with that. As you breathe out, relaxing, softening and letting go. Imagining the breath smoothing out the hard edges. As you breathe in, inviting the breath to surround and encompass that pain. with bright, vital energy. Breathing out, softening and releasing. Letting the rhythm of the breath gently caress that pain. holding it with tenderness. I'm feeling the strength, the clarity of that caring. Orienting the heart to compassion, one moment at a time.